Hi, hello, this is Jules the Human here, and welcome to the Jules and Matt Anime Hour. I'm one of your hosts, Jules the Human, and every week we go out into the world and we watch a little bit of anime, and then we come back here and discuss it. And the last time you saw us, we were discussing the end of our watch through Kaguya-sama Love is War, and we both rated it an S, and it was a great anime, and it was a great experience to watch it with you. But this week is the first time we're going to be talking about The Promised Neverland. So if you don't know, we go through anime, we go through like the first 12 episodes, we go through the first season or so, and then there's user-submitted anime or things that we've submitted as well. These are the list here. And we go ahead and pick another anime to watch together. It's kind of like an anime watch club. And I don't go on these anime journeys alone. We go on it with Matt Galley, my co-host Matt. How are you doing this week? Uh, doing doing good. Yeah, really excited to uh, talk about um, another show that I've uh, seen before uh, here on the show. Where the you know we're now in episode twenty six, twenty seven. Sure. Um, and uh, the last time we talked about a show that I had seen before was the first episode on the podcast. So it's definitely been like a while since then. That's what but, I was going to uh, ask. Yeah, I didn't know if you had seen it before or you just knew the music. I've I've watched this first season of this show. I think like this is my fifth time watching it. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and each of those times I watched it with like a different group of people or friends or uh different under different circumstances. I sure on on the original release of this show, I was like showing it to everybody and so I was watching multiple episodes multiple times on the first like airing of the first season. Huh. Okay um yeah well this is my first time watching it and i'll give you my first time perspective and you'll get uh matt's uh veteran perspective from watching it five to six times but uh i'm really excited to talk about this anime the promised neverland so we're gonna be talking about episodes one through four of the anime so if you haven't gone and seen those yet go ahead and go watch those come back uh shout out to everybody watching on twitch twitch.tv slash jules the human you can watch these live or if you're watching it later on youtube or spotify they are available there to watch as well just look up the jules and matt anime hour um let's get into it episode one of the promised neverland 12 10 45 uh give us a little intro and i do want to talk about like the anime start so no uh, yeah, yeah what happens in this episode uh this episode uh just to kind of gives a large setup for the show as a whole uh we get to see the house the place where 38 kids are living together under the supervision of mom uh they're all orphans and one day they will leave the house with their new family this is the promise that the children are all sold on until one day when an unimaginable reality reveals itself to them. Under duress, Emma and Norman, two of the oldest children, find out an unspeakable secret that uh, that causes them to decide that they are going to escape the house with all of the other kids and leave this place behind. Interesting stuff. Interesting stuff. I do want to start off... <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, I want to tell you what I knew going into it. I mm -hmm. didn't know anything. Yeah. 
I knew the cover and the cover had like a little clock on it. And I was like, okay. And then there was kids there. I was like, okay, whatever. I don't know why the cover never really grabbed me. So I, that's why I never watched it. I, I haven't mm-hmm. seen this. And uh, yeah, it's, it. I was just like, mm, I don't know. Everyone says it's good, but whatever. But now that I'm watching it, I'm glad I am. The intro song man that caught me off guard i don't know why i was like oh my god this is amazing this is a yeah. great song and like I, the i completely forgot about like the the opening for sure and um like we we've already said we're just you know going to be talking about the first season yada yada but even the second season not now that i've you know uh re experienced this one i'm like oh yeah and the second season had a really good opening too that it didn't deserve <laughs> okay so you've seen how many seasons have you seen it's only there, there's two. two seasons um and i've seen like the first couple episodes of the second season um, gotcha. but uh nothing more than that because it definitely immediately goes off the beaten path in terms of its story where it's just like oh they're just kind of doing their own thing here um okay uh, uh, in regards to like comparison to the manga gotcha oh interesting claire says you're gonna have trouble doing this show without speaking about the unspeakable secret well i'm about to speak about it yeah soon. we're we're gonna talk about it for um, sure <laughs> okay so they set it up they set up like a couple things that they've been there since they were born they all have numbers on their neck we still haven't gotten like a full description of what those numbers are but because of what i know in episode three and four i can kind of infer what it is i think but we meet a couple characters we meet emma um with I, there was so many little kids running around i had to write them down by like their hair color <laughs> and then we have uh norman as well white hair he's cool whatever and then ray with the black hair and stuff like that so i i was trying to write down a whole bunch of people's names don connie all these other ones and i was like i just gonna lose track. i don't know i'll just wait i'll just wait and then they started narrowing it down to these three and i was like okay cool because there's a lot going on yeah a bunch of kids in the orphanage and they give us like a quick in this episode which was really cool they give us a quick like uh rundown of the person of these characters of these main characters like norman he has strategy he showed they showed some strategy he was using raise the tactician and all that stuff and and uh, and emma is like just the physically capable physically capable and um i don't know if it's in the first episode but she showed she's shown to be super caring i mean that's kind of like when the show opens she's helping her siblings uh put their shoes on then mm-hmm. she's you know walked uh the younger siblings put their shoes on they're all coming to her like emma we don't know how to yeah. tie our laces and like she's helping them she's uh she's like being playful to everybody and then when uh the when mom shows up in the morning she says like how she appreciates that about emma that she's so caring about like her family yeah and they see each other as family definitely well established uh right off the bat with her that like she is just this kind beacon of caring compassion yeah so as i'm getting into this this is my first time i at first it was like there was a lot there's a lot going on and a lot to take in at first i was like okay where are we what's going on what's the mm-hmm. time frame these kids are by themselves doesn't especially look like because any... uh the pre-opening um we get to see a small like a small shot where we see emma norman and ray and it's all they're all a lot younger than they are as uh we've come to know them in these episodes yeah and they're just at like a really big gate just wondering like what the gate is protecting them sure from. yes we we open with that 
And that's when it kind of kicks your mind like, okay, this is maybe a mystery or something like that. Um, I like this. Uh, I liked it so far. Like what we're talking about, I'm like, okay, cool. What's gonna happen? I wanna I wanna know what the the antagonist of this to. Yeah. orphanage, what is what's gonna be their problem they have to solve, all this stuff. And I'm like, what is this? <sighs> Connie goes off. Um Connie got adopted. Connie got adopted. And I knew I know in anime, whenever something seems too good to be true, somebody's going to die. And I hoped it wouldn't be, and it was. Um, So Connie, I guess, dies to what they think, uh, to what Emma and Norman see. Connie dies in the back of the truck. They have flowers in her. And then we see, like, monsters there, these high this this wild these wild beasts yeah and i'm like okay (laughs) um and it was super jarring it was really jarring for me um but that's the point right that's the point to see to open to have these kids and like i'll talk about it more later there's so much suspense in this yeah it's insane and it makes uh, me in that scene, in, in the scene leading up to it and like you know horror movies suspense movies uh, everybody knows that like audio and sound is mm-hmm. so important and the way it has them like walking through this like l- hall that we know they're not supposed to be in they walk past this like truck and these doors that are just looming over them and all you hear is like the drip of a uh, water coming from the ceiling like it's so perfect the way the uh, anticipation builds leading up to the reveal. It's a lot. And they yeah. do it a lot in these first four episodes. And I'll mention some other times in the other episodes, but oh my gosh, I was, it, it's like, in the yeah, the anticipation, like you said, the way they're waiting, the way they show Emma's face, the way they show Norman's face. And it's like, I want to see what it is. And they just linger on it too long to where you're like, Mm, come on like i need to like what is this and then they finally and then it show just it. gives you the shot and it just holds there and yeah. they do like a there's like a i think a cut to commercial like kind of thing going on <laughs> and then it holds the shot again <laughs> yeah um and it's so good and i was yeah. like oh my gosh okay here we are and then now our protagonists are in a huge pickle yeah <laughs> are in a big pickle because now they have the monsters there they have mom who we thought loved everything and everyone and was the caretaker there. Um, apparently human flesh is high quality meat for purchase. And this and, farm that we see here is like one of the most high like quality farms uh, sure. that they have. I just put at the as the very last thing, I just put bro what <laughs> on, <laughs> on this on my notes. Here. I was like, bro, what? Because I was just like, yeah okay here we go now uh, and i love that you know in these episodes these 12 episodes whatever um they have to explain something really quickly so they i like that they gave us these characters personalities like i said before Mm -hmm. so that now we can start like worrying about the problem i already Mm -hmm. feel like i know these characters so now i can worry about the problem rather than worrying about what are what is this person you know feel about this what is this person uh what is this person's personality i like how they're like hey this is what they are they're caring uh, norman has strategy ray has tac- 
tactics tactics and all this stuff and then it's like okay go here's the here's the line this is what's happening and let's do it and that's what i love i really enjoyed these four episodes because it's like i already knew them like it's kind of like chess yeah it's kind of like they make that they make that uh comparison yeah it's kind of like if you don't know if you if you say hey matt i want to play chess with you but you don't know what the little pieces do we're Mm -hmm. gonna have to spend some time figuring out what all the pieces do and then i have to play you and it's like oh okay this is taking time but with this it's like okay let's play chess i already know what the pieces do let's start moving them and that's that's kind of what this episode does it's like hey here what the pieces do let's get playing it's like yes let's do it let's go i'm ready that's a that's a really interesting way for you to compare how the pacing of the show has set itself up because like you can compare the the uh, dynamics of the show itself to being like yeah, a game of chess, a game of tag. There's a lot of just game going on here. A lot and of that's tag. what I that's what I really like about this show. That's my favorite part. How everything feels like a move. Everybody seems like they're thinking two steps ahead. Um, and it's very entertaining to see like all of those pieces on the board get moved at the same time sure. because we get to see for the most part all of that happening even the like uh little bits of uh where you know the the later on we get the new sister and like sister and mom start interacting behind doors where the kids don't see like yeah all of that Mm -hmm. um very entertaining that's what i liked most about death note too was the talking about the moves instead of actual like trying to figure out what your move is going to be because you're like well he's going to do this and he's going to do this this is what they do in this this show a lot where they're just like well we got to think about this because mom has already thought about that twice over and this is why she did this but then we don't get confirmation on her side we don't get confirmation that she is doing that intentionally I love not knowing. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so episode one, fantastic way to start a show. And fantastic then, uh, hook. I love the way the episode leaves us off where they left the bunny behind. And that's like, this is how it actually gets, becomes sure. a game. They leave the bunny behind and it's kind of like, it seems like a, it's the guy with the clipboard who's there. Seems like mom's superior. And he's like, I smell something. And he looks under the van and he finds the bunny and it mm-hmm. leaves us with a shot of it of him holding it and then the next time we just cut back it's just mom holding it so it doesn't show what happened between them but you can tell by the reaction on her face like she, she probably just happy. got chewed out yeah like she probably just got like the law laid down on her and she's about to like just double down on her efforts and i it's kind of scary too yeah um this show is very scary because they do like a little jump scare like i thought the show was over and then it quickly cut and and then it was like mom and i was like oh geez i didn't expect that cool crazy um we haven't seen her wearing a face like that no not in the first episode sure this is the first time we see that let's go into episode two 13 10 45 um what happens in episode two Episode two, now that Emma and Norman uh, know the truth of their surroundings, they kind of uh, discuss what that means. Like uh, the fact that they're more or less livestock on a farm and all the implications that go with it. They begin to scout the area surrounding the house to begin to plan their escape. 
Um, and at the same time, mom starts to begin to show off the devious tricks that she has up her sleeve that she can play with. Emma and Norman fill Rayan on the situation and discuss uh, all the variables over the escape that is yet to take place. Um, before the episode ends, we see that mom has brought in backup and we get Sister Crone a new adult in the house, a new piece on the board. Oh man, I like this. And it's so much more slow paced than Kaguya-sama, but that's not bad. I'm not saying that in a bad way. It's so slow paced, but there's still so much happening. <laughs> sure. And, and I, yeah, for sure. I like that. I'm okay with it. Um, and definitely not saying that it's bad or comparison it's just different and mm -hmm. i like that it's different because a lot of it is like you're saying norman ray and emma and they're just talking and discussing things and and trying to figure things out and and weaving their brain and doing dialogue and stuff and some of it's funny which is cool but a lot of it is like what i what i would wonder too like if i was in this situation i'd be like talking it out and stuff like that I like how even though like the show sets up some pretty grim stakes, um, you know what I mean? It sets up some pretty, you know, dark stuff for these kids to be in the situation that they could be in. However, the show doesn't feel like hopeless and no. like devoid of life. Um, I think that's largely because of Emma. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I think so. Yes. I think she's we, the shining light. I, I think, think if... that this episode showcases that when Emma, Ray, and Nor Norman all like they fill Ray in, and Ray's like, "All right, well, guess the three of us are just going to go." And Emma's like, "Nope, we're leaving with everybody." Like, uh, we kind of get to see the play on uh, logos, ethos, and pathos with all three of these characters, sure. appealing appealing to somebody's emotions appealing to somebody's logic and appealing to the other person by knowing the other people or appealing to other people by knowing other people where the uh, Emma would be uh, people's emotions. Ray would be people's logic and Norman would be uh, knowing people. Sure. What do you think? <clears throat> Never mind. I'm going to ask that later. Let's get to like what actually is going down, but hi, El. hello, Barry <laughs> watching on live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash. Thank you so much uh, for coming by. Hello, everybody. Um, something before that, though, uh, we get some information about what they think is going on about the ages of the children, uh, how their grades of meat that they get chipped out if they get lower scores on their thing, because apparently the size of their brain matters. High grades and age 12 is when they ship them out indefinitely. Um, and they're blockaded by the wall to stay in. They find the wall. Or this is the first time we're seeing this thick wall that that keeps them in um, and things like that. Well, they're um, scouting, yeah. They're scouting, yeah. And mom is an enemy. Mom knows with this tracking device uh, about where they are. They don't know mm -hmm. who exactly. Well, we find out later. She doesn't really know. Well it's an assumption pretty good mm -hmm. assumption mm -hmm. that she doesn't know who it is but they know where they are at, at pretty much all times um this episode's scary for me i don't know why this episode was a little scary uh and because well then we, about... we also get a uh, mom getting in emma's face yes and like directly confronting like i mean 
she she directly attempts to intimidate Emma by like, you know, oh, you weren't so happy this morning, you know, everything. All right. That's what the scary part was. Oh, and my then, God. And then Emma is going down the like Norman walks by and he's like, oh, come on, Emma. And they're both going down the stairs. And then she just directly <laughs> say, says it. She's just like, you two didn't go to the gate yesterday, did you? Uh, oh, my God, dude. That whole like scene... Emma can't even turn around. She collapses. Yeah. Oh, oh, that is perfect. I love that scene. And then I love the whole talking it out scene, the whole talking it out scene at the end with all three of them. But I love this scene where we get Norman's emotions the yeah. whole time and it's quiet and you hear him panting and like in, in crazy, like, what is he going to say? It, everything that has led up to this tells us that Emma is going to break. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Oh no. Like he knows but she know, does make a comment does. in passing where she's like, I wonder what Connie's up to right now. Yes. And she does. And, it's and she like, mm. it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy. You went for it. And it, it, it's so intense. I loved it. I love this scene. And then when mom has that final word and it's like, oh. Yeah. Emma collapses. Uh, Norman starts shaking and like he he like that's the thing Emma collapses and Norman goes to help Emma up and then she sees like he's trembling and they both realize like they have to be strong for each other oh so good I love it I love it um but it's also scary because they're discussing as they're discussing the idea that there's a demon society outside of the walls and there's no place for humans really sucks. Ooh, that part too. The, I remember the first time watching this show, I didn't even make that connection to this point. Yeah. And then I was like, wait, hold on. Like, yeah. they could escape, Where are they going to run to? That they could Where escape do they run to? and it just be for not. Yeah. And I just could... imagine them getting over the wall and like it's just like a barren wasteland beyond. Like that's like what at this point in the show on initial viewing, like that's the thought running through my head. Like, where do you stay in captivity where you know that your life is going to be quality until it's not a life anymore? Or do you try to run away to somewhere where things might be a hundred million times worse uh, and you don't even know what is going to happen next? But then that shows Emma's character really um because there is this seemingly hopeless thing and there's this seemingly i don't know it it, it could it's daunting for yeah. sure that <clears throat> there could be worse that this is probably the best for them even though they do end up dying <clears throat> in the end but like it, her still trying to <sighs> escape and saying everybody needs to leave and that Norman's going to just go make a better place. And we're going to make a better place for humans. If there's not a place for humans, we're going to find a little spot and we're going to make a place for humans. Let's change the world. That was so moving. Oh my God. This scene here, when they're just talking, when they're discussing, oh, Norman, Norman likes Emma. Norman's on his side, on her side. And it's like, oh man, like, I don't know if it's naivety, but. I'm here for it. You know yep. what I mean? They're being naive. They're children. They don't understand. But like, still, like, it was super moving. I loved this part in episode two. And so. at one, you, you, at one point, like, Ray tries to pan the book over that he's been reading. And um, the book that he's been reading is The Mechanical Engineering and Human History. That's, uh, that's like what's the book's titled as. Sure. And 
like he tries to hand it over to i can't remember if it's emma or norman and they end up like passing it back to him and it's like you know there's the symbolism right there you know they don't accept the logic of the situation right now yeah they are going to do what they want and even uh and norman also notes the fact that when they found things out and they were both crying he was crying because he was scared she was crying because of what the implications meant for her family which is everybody that's at the orphanage everybody that's at the orphanage yeah um, the fate that it all of them have in store sure like, that's why she was crying norman was scared for himself she was scared for others it's getting good i love all this i'm loving it it's so much fun in this it, it's so much fun to try and figure out with them try and figure out different ways and in, in the introduction of mom having this tracking device this this other thing and then at the end of this episode the uh change up that sister crone is going to come and help mom and how there's a new another adult uh that we find out is going to be there with them so that adds another little wrench into the thing and we do have a time limit where all this is happening within a time limit because then there's going to be the next person that get that has to go and they're all up on the next shipment shipping block uh i don't i don't know if they realize that at at this point but uh or if it's or if it's been stated at this point but yeah they're all like going to be shipped out very soon um emma norman and ray because nobody over the age of a uh, 13 stays in the house mm-hmm. what happens in episode 3 18 10 45 episode 3 um so episode 3 has us with uh sister crone she gets introduced and she begins to help out around the house. Emma discovered, uh, in addition to Sister Crone, a new sibling is brought into the house. And Emma discovers mm. the location of the tracking devices uh, on this new sibling. It's on the back of their ear. After finding the location of the tracking devices, Emma, Norman, and Ray decide to have the others, uh, the other siblings in the house, begin to train in preparation of their escape. Sister Crone begins to make waves in the house, uh, approaching the different kids and kind of showcasing that she may have ulterior motives other than helping out mom. Mom takes a call with uh, somebody who she references as uh, grandma and tells grandma that the, uh, the three oldest will be ready to ship as scheduled uh norman and ray deduce that unfortunately to emma's dismay a traitor is most likely among us among us we saw an event (laughs) 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 um yeah so there's a lot here as well there's so much in it um there's so much that's another piece too yeah it's another piece on the board there's some there's some if it's a you know one side of the board is playing red one side of the board's playing blue now there's like a yellow piece somewhere on the board sure it's just like what's what (laughs) um sister crone is there to watch the kids we get carol as the new new child to replace the one that left or died or whatever um and what do you well I guess I can tell you about my 
thoughts on Sister Yeah, you tell me your thoughts. (laughs) She is kind of odd. Um, Because we see... Also, that house, <clears throat> that house must have like soundproof walls, everywhere. <laughs> some <laughs> thick walls. Oh my gosh, Sister Crone! After all this stuff, she's like loudly talking to a doll and loudly proclaiming how she's gonna be the mom, how she's gonna <clears throat> take down uh, Isabella, who's mom. Oh yeah, we get mom's name. We get Isabella. mom's name, Isabella. How apparently Isabella is world renowned for her ability to do this work in the plant the youngest to be selected as a mom and a caretaker yeah and then how uh sister crone wants to be a mom and wants to do all this stuff and she's like plotting against her to like rat her out if she finds the kids that are that that know about the secret and all this stuff and it's crazy and i'm like oh this is wild paired that with sister crone's wild ability to um run and chase and fucking hunt the kids down uh this makes a interesting character here so much so that when i was watching with kaylin she was because she's never seen it either she was like do you think she's human and i was like i don't know actually because it was like oh the way she was running and yeah. she just continued to run for the 20 minutes or whatever time limit and and her not being possibly there all the way talking to a doll um is is kind of wild and i was like i don't know well i don't know what she is but she's kind of crazy um do you think the doll is a way around getting is the doll is a way of present presenting like uh somebody's inner monologue um no i think she actually is (laughs) talking to the doll (laughs) <laughs> i i don't think i get it i get you, how you can like theater play this where it's like this is what she was just thinking this is what she's thinking to this imaginary but she wants she, to be like that character sister crone thinks that doll can actually like oh yeah she's talking <laughs> back the doll's talking back we just don't hear the dialogue yeah the doll <laughs> is talking back to her that's what i got from that for sure she went back to it like twice or something and i was like okay this is not a this is not this is real this is actually happening um oh and then she like busted is she like okay anyways uh yeah i put sister chronos crazy she's talking to a doll uh, apparently mom is in charge of plant three so that means there's multiple plants we get that information multiple child plants um grandma talks to mom about the boss so there's a grandma and there's a boss and they're preparing for the tafari which is uh, they need the supreme goods to be shipped in the ultimate meal for him. Him. They mentioned him, him that needs to be fed it, because the other party. plants all are bearing. <laughs> What's up? And all those demons just having a little party. Yeah, they're just vibing. <laughs> uh, so we get a lot of information with that little section that there's grandma, there's a boss, there's this thing called the Tafari, there's a him um whether him and boss are the same maybe but apparently all the other plants are bearing poor fruit and they need this one to come through and then she, uh isabella's like yes i got the perfect got the perfect ones for you here mm-hmm. <clears throat> best batch of cookies this side of the mississippi yeah it, <laughs> okay this is crazy <laughs> what is the tafari we we also get questions raised about 
why yeah like the the reason i think why we question if isabella was human is because so do crone? some humans work oh crone yes because do some humans get to work for the monsters and them not be killed or anything or do they get too old for some reason is this like the first generation where this thing is happening so we still have old humans like it, there's so many questions i was like I don't know. I don't know any of this stuff, but it, it's fun to speculate. Some questions. <clears throat> Those are questions. Yes. Um. It's it's a lot of fun. I I mean, even though all this craziness is happening, it's a lot of fun. The little Easter eggs that they're throwing in there, especially when we see episode four, because I saw this and I noticed this camera hold for a really long time, and they're yeah. trying to set, they were we trying get this, to set. we get this stair shot in uh this is in episode at the start of episode three we get this like little stair shot and then uh at the end of episode three after <clears throat> tag is over uh crone is like noting all of the oldest siblings and kind of sets her sights on gilda like she looks yeah. at gilda suspiciously and then has like a weird smile on her face yeah so um, they're definitely like setting stuff up there it's a lot for sure. Smudge asked, um, rewatching it, are you seeing Easter eggs foreshadowing that you wouldn't have seen on a first watch? Yeah. Um, it's not my <laughs> first rewatch. Uh, I re I've watched, I watched it a couple times when the show first aired, but I haven't like watched it since the show aired. So it's been a couple of years and there are still some beats where I'm like, like definitely getting, I'm definitely remembering the show as we're rewatching it. It's not like I could just, you know, recall the whole show off, off the top of my head for sure. But there's a lot of there's a lot of Easter eggs and foreshadowing for sure that uh, is planted throughout the show all the way all the way throughout. There's a lot of tag in this, mm -hmm. <clears throat> and I was hoping for well I don't know later on there could be something else, but like there, I don't know if I was hoping for it. I, what what am I trying to say? Their world is so sheltered that all they know is tag. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of odd, but fitting that they're trying to figure out how to escape within tag, because that's what it's going to end up ultimately being just them running away, somebody possibly catching them or them training the kids long enough or hard enough until they know how to tactically get away. Um, and so far on a time limit, that's the thing. Yeah. And so far, Sister Crone can outdo all but two um so and the only reason she outdid emma is because of emma's fatal flaw you're too naive thinking you can get away while holding two kids in tow yeah otherwise she would have been fine sure yes um that yeah for sure that <clears throat> that means the top three could get away alone but because of emma they have to take everybody with them, the whole family with them. And because of Emma, Norman won't go without Emma's wishes being a thing. And Ray, I don't know. Because Ray's, later on, we figure it out. Ray's Ray. He's so, doing Ray things. Just doing Ray things. Um, yeah, so it, it's a it's interesting chess that is going on. And I love looking at this board. I love looking at what's going on. What are we trying to do with the time consistently moving forward because uh, I noticed early on that the titles are the dates of when the episodes take place sort of. Um, and I was like, Oh, this is interesting. 
why would they name it that? I don't know. There's so many questions. Also, I don't know what the the numbers on their neck mean still. I haven't got like a huge I glimpse. Think, I think there's a, there's one shot or two where it shows like their numbers are used to like for, for metric tracking um, in regards to like their test scores and their ages and everything. It's like their, their cattle on a spreadsheet. Essentially. Yeah. So those are their products. So is that their birth date? Maybe? Uh, it, it, in terms of what it might be correspondent to, I don't know. I, okay. uh, I, I'm not sure. I just know that it's definitely <clears throat> been communicated that like it's used for tracking like uh, the metric stuff behind them. Also, what was their test? Their test was them moving a little thing over like uh, a, a barcode? Yeah. What? <clears throat> I, I'm not hundred percent no that's what i'm saying like what is this is it was it just there to represent some higher thing they're wearing headphones as well so <clears throat> i don't know if it's like you know they're scan the right they're scanning one. it and it's like reading the question into their ears and then gotcha. somehow it's able to read their cognizant thoughts on what their answer is i mean i haven't been in school in a while but they seem like physically drained <clears throat> by it though like yeah. uh, gilda was like oh and like slams her head down on the table like as if that was exhausting but if like you're just yeah I i'm not i thought they were selecting an answer in a multiple multiple choice test i mean it was but like they were they were scanning a barcode and there was no legible letters to us in our language i don't mm -hmm. think and they were just like beep 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 and then they would get the answer or whatever and i'm like what is this what's going on can they read barcode what is this <laughs> like what's what's in their brain i don't know reading barcode these um days. hello abby i'm coming in here blind but that sounds like working in customer service to me <laughs> actually yeah never mind they are learning how to be symbolism <laughs> strikes again <laughs> they are learning how to be uh, good employees there. Uh, plot twist, the monsters don't eat them. They just send them off to work at Target or something. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, we were watching, or we were talking about the Promised Neverland, episode one through four. Um, and we are on episode three. Now, one, now let's talk about episode four. Because this is four. what blew my mind and Ooh. is making me rethink everything which is yep. great yeah. because that's what happened at the end of episode one and then now at the end of episode four here we are so what happens at a lot of four? the episodes recontextualize previous episodes and it's awesome <laughs> um episode four uh the training for the escape continues to go on with more time and it becomes more structured as they begin to train with uh with well with like in like groups and patterns and stuff like that uh mom notices sister crone kind of making it her own movements and re like reiterates to her you know you're here for me you're just insurance so <laughs> chill out and be insurance uh don and gilda are let in on parts on part of the whole truth as to what's going on uh with the house and its secret and with a traitor still in the midst norman does his best to flush them out sister crone attempts to get gilda into slipping up against um emma. against emma <clears throat> however she holds her ground and with crone uh and with that happening crone now looks towards dawn 
Norman asks Emma what her thoughts on bringing the traitor with them on the escape are, and Emma, staying kind towards others, spares no time explaining why she would bring them uh, along. Norman confronts the traitor, who, after a uh... stunning play, is able to deduce that the traitor is Ray. Oh, I literally, this is the first time, this is the first time in, since we've been doing the podcast where I just, I was about to watch episode five. (laughs) Oh my God. I could not. I died because okay that was a perfect episode four for us on for the podcast format at least sake yeah (laughs) yeah what a note um so and isabel talks down isabella talks down sister crone and insists that she has the power uh tells her she would be personally be sure she becomes a mom and that's where crone gets all kind of a little wild and she's just like "Mm, she goes off the deep end yeah because yeah. like she she was in this play where it's like I'm gonna figure out who the kid is and then get Isabella fired. But now if I try to do that, she, if I don't try to do that, she's promising me a job. So it's like what what she knows what I'm trying to get. And so is she just saying that? Does she mean that? Rips doll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rips doll is the new reaction for sure. They're, they're doing tag and teams. They are uh, a little bit better. They're better when they're in teams and stuff like that. So that's maybe a good uh, thing going forward, uh, a good strategy to use going forward. But um, the creepy was here in this episode. The because creepy was... was here because they we get reminded that like anybody could be the traitor. Yes, they start and off this episode unsettling. with the traitor. There is they're a like, traitor. Wait, He's really young, but his test scores are super high, and he's always looking for where you are and yada yada. Don's over there, always like talking to mom and looking at us funny. And we also know that Crone was like talking to Don on the side uh, as well after things didn't go through with Gilda. The show's doing a lot to put us in Emma's headspace, where it's like, yes, whoa, it it really could be anybody. And it turns out it really was anybody. It really was anybody. But I was the, the creepy continues with the eerie POV and the music. The music that, in this I show, forgot about that already. Yeah. This uh, I didn't forget about it. It was so unsettling. It was the most unsettled ever. I've I have I am not settled here. <laughs> um I the music so far in the in the shows have been great. The music we talked about in the opening was so good. The ending song is great. But then the music in the middle of the shows, it's so good. It's so playful at times. There's, there's this there's a sense of uh, oddity in the in the notes, the way that they play them, um, the weird keys, weird so- sound structure. But then it can be more fun and vibrant when they're actually playing tag and stuff like that. And this, with the creepy music, with the eerie walking up the stairs with the steps going very slow. And then they bring it back later on in this episode again is just suspense, all suspense, trying to figure out what it is. And we are just there in the moment and it, they take their time. I think the, the thing about it is uh, about the show so far is that it's taking its time and it's not, it's not letting you deviate um, from trying to figure it out, mm-hmm. trying to figure out something 
or the moment. So those are the two things keeping you in the moment and trying to figure out a, you know, an option for the end goal. Those are the two things that this show is focusing on. And I love it. This is, we have a thing, we got to figure it out, but also let me intrigue you with this random up the stairs thing. And I'm like, Oh, I'm here. I'm in this. And they do it again. And, and that like that, those moments like coincide with the moments where they're playing tag and you get that little light, like melody. And it's mm-hmm. again, that's just keeping you in the moment. For yeah. Sure. Like the, the show does so, so well with like, uh, with making the house feel like oppressive, even though it's like this, cause in the opening of the show, it's so bright and vibrant and stuff, but qu- very quickly, the color palette of the show, whenever we're in the house is like dark and like orange reddish and just very atmospheric for sure yeah if not just darkness something like this too yeah the way the hallways stretch even though it's just supposed to be this small house it feels Uh, like it's all it feels like there's always something around the corner yes it's so good there's so much darkness and just eeriness there in the house for sure in the house Um, something that i saw in the house as well uh which i don't know if it's going to matter later on they think they think it's like 2045 or something the year 2045 but the world map had 2010 on it the world map that they had in the background had 2010 and then ray mentioned 2015 2015 from his book Mm -hmm. i think something's going weird here and I, i they they don't they haven't said it yet but they're dropping enough hints where i'm like something's off here something to wear attention yeah the world the world map is showing this and it's going to be 200 years later or something like that and i'm like i'm going to be like oh yeah this is crazy they were trying to keep them in this one little weird time so i'm paying attention i see it i'm Mm -hmm. something's going on i don't know what yet um born in the wrong (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah man take me back i guess uh 2010 um the kids tell don and gilda norman is super prepared and gilda wants to talk or went to talk to sister crone and that whole thing here i knew they were gonna try and okay this is my first time watching matt's already Mm -hmm. seen this i'm gonna tell him what i thought the way they set up gilda like we said in the last episode they were like gilda's the gilda's the traitor gilda's gilda's the one that's sus she, I already it's, knew it's definitely putting that on the table where it's like they want you to be suspicious of her. They wanted us to be with suspicious a couple of her. Yeah, for sure. And I was you like, can't see okay. her eyes in that shot. You know, the eyes are <laughs> the window to the soul and intentions and whatnot. So, yeah. yeah so I did that intentionally. So they, I knew they could either do it one of two ways. They could either been planting those seeds and it actually be Gilda. And they, the way they set it up was, Somebody gave a note and put it underneath mom's uh, door and ratted Norman out. And they didn't show who it was. They didn't mm-hmm. show a hand or anything. They just so Norman no. did say that he was, it was like, uh, I'm telling Gilda it's here and I'm telling Don it's here. And, and he was trying note, to catch them. Yeah. And the note under the door would have had us believe that it was Don <laughs> that the uh, rat that was giving the secret off. Sure. Bef- before that, um, we see Gilda go to talk to, oh no, after that actually, but we thought 
up until then that it was going to be Gilda. And they, uh, the two ways that I thought it was going to happen was, yes, it's Gilda. She's the one that they were showing the whole time. Okay, cool. That's fine. But I knew the show, and I was like, okay, they're going to turn it on us, and it's obviously going to be Dawn. And I was like, okay, so Dawn's going to be the person. And I was prepared for Dawn to be, I was like, oh, okay, they're, they were showing these, they were showing Gilda being a little sus, but now it's going to be Dawn, and we're supposed to be like, oh, no. And I thought I was being a smart little guy. I thought I was being a smart little anime watcher that knows anime. And then... It was like, okay, well, he prepped it for Don. Yeah, they prepped it for Don. Okay, Don's the sus one. And I was like, oh, okay, they're going to do this thing. Gilda doesn't rat out the team. She doesn't tell Sister Crone anything. And then I, I even wrote it here. I was like, oh, Don was the narc. Emma's lawful, good, cool, whatever, all this stuff. And then Norman played all of us, played me. Norman played me. And it turns out it was Ray. And that's something I did not think of. That's something I would never have thought of. And it's oh, yeah. so good. This is this is the trio that the show opens up with the, literally the first seconds of the show. Episode one, first seconds. We see them all together as babies, toddlers, kids, whatever you want to call them. Time passes. They're now about to turn. Uh, they're 13, about to turn 14. Like, they have grown up with each other. The last person we as the audience are set up to expect is somebody out of the trio, the core trio. I was shook. I could not speak. I was like, what? How? And but the even, way even, Norman did it. Even if you go back and watch this episode again, as Norman... <laughs> starts to ponder why a traitor would do the things that they do it's ray is the one that's giving the answers yeah he asks ray <laughs> why would you he basically is like why would you do this and what why would you because he knows that he's and that's why he asks emma and that's why he's asking why emma, would you do what would you what, do how are your thoughts on the person that's betraying us? because like, norman us? yes norman was preparing for this because it's like well yeah ray is the thing and i'm trying to get him to either admit it or try and get into his mind a little bit more by asking because ray had no suspicion that norman knew mm -hmm. <clears throat> ray was like totally but norman knows even, people but norman knows people and knew that by not even telling don or gilda anything by just telling ray his plan ray would enact the plan trying to blame don of it and because something happened it was automatically ray yeah. And that was such a good way to portray that. And that was totally such a good, good trick. double play. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so good. And, and that's, I, I think that's where it comes into play where again, Norman's like more so the genius. Um, but Ray is like the, like, yeah, like the tactician. Norman has a uh, raw genius. Whereas Ray is just like the very like a uh, calculated. And yeah. so because of that, Norman is able to call his calculation. <laughs> so good. I just could, I could not, I could not. At the end of this, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. And then all the pieces started to fall into play. I was like this, and I was discussing, I was like, yeah, this is why they did this, this is why he did this. Um, and how Ray, there's a I lot guess, of, there's a, a, like, again, to just, so to, to talk about what we have set up so far, there are shots in the last four episodes where like just you see Ray 
just lingering just outside of like their knowledge like emma and oh yeah, yeah. specifically they, sure. he will be just you know observing just yeah. off camera and then it shows him like pop into camera and then you realize he was there the whole time after they collapsed at the bottom of the stairs and they go to join and everybody he else he was there and he thinks that he has no confidence in what's going to happen they, he thinks that it's a failed and a flawed Plan idea to that, try to escape with everybody yes and i think they haven't said it yet i think ultimately that's the point that he's been watching them the entire time and is like sees everything and it's like no there's no hope here we gotta we gotta we can't it's impossible the there's too ends. many yeah there's too many things going on especially the outside world we don't know how that's gonna be and ray's just like this not it <sighs> I want to say other things, but I'm not. I'm sorry. Sure. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'm in it. I'm all in. I'm all in on this anime. It's so good. Um, I'm such a fan already from the first four episodes. I don't think I've, well, maybe not since Psychopaths. I don't think I've been so all in on what the story is trying to tell me since Psychopaths. It's like so crazy. And it's, it's, I know this whole first season is going to be crazy because we're only on episode four. So yeah. much has happened already in episode four and so and much is going episodes. on. Episodes, It is, you know, for all intensive purposes, a 12 episode anime because it's only one season long. <clears throat> There's only one season of the promised <laughs> Neverland. Yes, for sure. And it ends at episode 12. Um, so yeah, I'm super excited to keep going. Um, I had a lot of fun watching these four episodes and I, uh, didn't know what to expect and i was pleasantly surprised so i'm curious to see what's going to happen with all the because there's demons afoot there's demons out there there's monsters and stuff demons and there's there's a him uh yeah and i don't there's know grandma grandma there's a whole council there's demon other farms council. there's other farms what's happening here there's so much going on i'm super excited but i'm glad that we get to talk about anime here on the show on the jewels and man anime art um, if you'd like to suggest an anime to add to the list, it's 500 bits when we're live. Uh, and these are the anime that are in the list so far that we can pick from. Uh, and these are where we put the anime we've already seen. A couple of S tiers, a couple here. And I, ugh, man, this show is going to be up there for me, for sure, already. Um, but thank you so much for watching. Matt, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, when I'm not here talking about the promised Neverlands, I am on my Twitch at uh, Matt underscore Galley, or you could find me, follow me on all my socials just with an ITS at the front at ITS Matt underscore Galley. When we're not here talking about anime, where can the people find you? Uh, right here on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Human on this channel and on YouTube. You can see the full episodes of this on my YouTube channel. Just search Jules the Human, youtube.com slash Jules the Human, J-U-L-E-S, the Human. Our names are like right down there. Um, but the yeah, you can watch the full episodes. Yeah, do the thing <laughs> uh, on YouTube. You can watch on Spotify. I'm on Twitter, Jules the Human. Uh, same thing for everything. But before next week, before next Thursday, watch episode five through eight of The Promised Neverland. And we'll discuss it together. And I would love for you to come watch live and discuss it live with us on Thursdays on Twitch. But 
that's the end. That's the end of the show. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you.